Well, hello again and welcome back to the Bible teaching channel of a love outreach. It is the 16th day of the month and if you've been following along with our Proverbs teachings, you know that we will today look at Proverbs chapter 16. So, if you're in a position where you can do so and you have a Bible nearby, please go ahead and grab it and open it up to Proverbs chapter 16 and we will work our way through it. I would just like to mention to you once again that there is indeed a deeper study that you can do on your own of all of these Proverbs. I am simply doing this as a part of my own daily reading and once in a while I'll jump on and record one of the chapters until I go ahead and get through all 31 chapters of the book of Proverbs. But Again, this is just kind of part of my daily reading and kind of what it speaks to me, and and uh, I just want to share that with you and hope that it blesses you. So, Proverbs chapter 16, verse 1. The preparations of the heart belong to man, but the answer of the tongue is from the Lord. So, here we see that there is responsibility on our part as to things that we do, things that we plan, you know, and especially as it pertains to the heart, the person that we become, the decisions that we make to walk uprightly, as we've read quite a bit about in the book of Proverbs, to walk in integrity and honesty and things like that, right? And when we do this, we will have the Spirit of the Lord working in us. Now, again, let me just jump right in here real quick, uh, add something here real quick, and that is is that when I say you have the Spirit of the Lord working within you, I am assuming that you have given your life to Jesus Christ and have been born again of the Spirit. The person that has been born again of the Spirit will be led by the Spirit of the Lord. So the answer of the tongue is from the Lord. Jesus said that from the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. And I've mentioned that in the last couple times I've um, done a proverb here live like this. But from the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks, Jesus says. So how is your heart prepared today? What are the preparations of your heart? What have you put into your heart? It's like the old computer thing, right? Garbage in, garbage out. Same thing goes for your heart, your soul, who you are internally? Have you been allowing garbage into your eyes, garbage into your ears and such? Well, garbage in, garbage out, okay? So, but when we're yielded to the Spirit of the Lord and we're thinking on things that are good and pure and lovely and just and of good report, right? Virtuous things, we're focused on the Lord, we have the mind of Christ, then we're going to have that good answer that comes from our tongue as a result of what's in our heart, Christ in us, okay? Verse two, all the ways of man are pure in his own eyes, but the Lord weighs the spirits. Now that's interesting there. All the ways of man are pure in his own eyes. You know, many people get raised up in certain traditions or certain culture, a certain way of life, and, you know, maybe it gets hammered into them the way they are and the way they should be and the way they're going to behave in certain situations and all of that kind of stuff. And everybody thinks they're right in their own eyes, right? They're pure. They think, no, this is good. This is my way. It's good. It's the way I'm going to do it. But the second half of verse 2 of Proverbs 16, chapter, or 
chapter 16, verse 2, the second half of that verse says, but the Lord weighs the spirits. He is looking at your heart. Man looks on the outward appearance, but God looks at the heart. And oftentimes we spend far too much time worried about what people who are seeing us on our, in our outward appearance, what they think. And we spend far too much time worried about our appearance and no time worried about who we are internally, spiritually, who you know we really are inside. Again, if you have Christ in you, you've been born again in the Spirit, and you're yielding your life to the leading of the Spirit, then you're going to live in a certain way. You're going to obey the commands of the Lord. And the Lord is looking at who you are spiritually. He don't care about who you think you are on the outside or who others think you are you know, your traditions and your culture and all of that. I'm not slamming anybody's culture. I'm not slamming culture in general. But the most important thing, the primary thing, is that is who you are on the inside, the man or the woman that you are. And that's what the Lord is looking at. He weighs the spirits, right? Commit your works to the Lord and your thoughts will be established. That's a wonderful promise found here in the book of Proverbs. Commit your works to the Lord and your thoughts will be established. Sometimes, you know, you, you can go through life with confusion. What should I do about this? What should I do about that? What career decision should I make? Where should I go? What should I do? And all of this kind of stuff, right? We need to commit our ways to the Lord. We need to acknowledge him in all of our ways and he'll make our path straight. And this says that he'll establish our thoughts. He will give us direction and guidance. And sometimes we can feel like, okay, what is it? I've been waiting a long time. What is it, Lord? We need to wait on the Lord. Continue to wait on the Lord. Trust in the Lord. Put our hope in the Lord. And in the meantime, don't be looking for answers, waiting for answers. Be doing something move, keep move. You know, activity breeds activity. The Lord wants to see you doing things for his name's sake, walking in the way of righteousness and such, right? Just commit your ways to the Lord and he will establish your thoughts. The Lord has made all for himself. Yes, even the wicked for the day of doom. See, everything has its place. You know, the wicked people, they're going to have their day. It may seem like in this day and age that uh, people are getting away with everything. You know, we have our court systems and things like that that are arresting criminals and two days later, three days later, whatever it is, they're back out on the streets and they think they're getting away with something, right? The wicked people. But there is a day coming when, you're, when the, the Lord is going to judge. And he's made all things for himself, right? Everyone proud in heart is an abomination to the Lord. Though they join forces, none will go unpunished. You know, there are, there are a lot of people that stand up in pride. And they stand up and they shout. And many people band together like this verse is talking about. They join forces together and they're proud in their hearts and they're arrogant. And they're standing for their cause. That, like going back to verse 2, that which they think is pure in their own eyes. They don't care about that which is pure in the eyes of the Lord. That which the Bible speaks of, that which is truth and righteousness and holiness and goodness and all of that kind of stuff. A lot of people will stand up and pride for who they are and what they stand for. And it doesn't matter how many of them come on board doesn't matter how many of them join, they're not going to go unpunished, okay? 
We can't be proud. The Lord calls us to be humble and to be obedient to his word, right? In mercy and truth, atonement is provided for iniquity, and by the fear of the Lord, one departs from evil. Apply that to our modern day, right? God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. So in mercy, God has provided atonement for our sin in Jesus Christ, our iniquities, okay? God has provided that atonement and we can come to the Lord, we can fear the Lord as the second half of the verse says, and we depart from evil as a result. You see, one who reverences the Lord, one who fears the Lord is a person that, has repented. They've turned from their sin. They've turned from their wicked ways, their evil ways. They've departed from evil and they've accepted that grace of God, that mercy of God. And the way they accepted it was through repentance and turning from their sin. Verse seven, when a man's ways please the Lord, he makes even his enemies to be at peace with him. That's another wonderful statement from the book of Proverbs. Are your ways pleasing to the Lord today? You see, you'll find far more peace in your life. You'll find you know, far more grace in your life if your ways are pleasing to the Lord. You know, it says he makes even his enemies to be at peace with him. Remember we read yesterday in uh, Proverbs chapter 15, right? That a soft answer turns away wrath. So the person that has is living a life that is pleasing to the Lord, it's gonna be a person that speaks in that way. They're gonna speak kind and gentle words and all of that. And they're gonna have a much more peaceful life as a result. Verse eight, better is a little with righteousness than vast revenues without justice. You see, yes, we do see today in our day and age and for all centuries before us, you know, there have been those that have prospered that are wicked and there's been no justice. And, you know, for example, someone that's selling drugs and they have vast revenues as a result, lots of money coming in and all of that kind of stuff, right? And, and it doesn't seem there's no justice, but we know there will be justice for them in the end. But the life that the Bible prescribes is the first half of verse eight here, and that is better is little with righteousness. That should be the primary. Again, I've quoted this a lot as we've gone through Proverbs, but Jesus said for us to seek first. In other words, first in priority. Make it your priority to seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And then God adds to us the things that we need as a result. So sometimes God, and, and when God, I don't even wanna say sometimes because it's been my experience anyway that when God provides for my needs, that's what he's providing for, my needs, not my greeds, not when I want more and more and more of something. He's supplying that all that I need, right? And scripture tells us that godliness with contentment is great gain. So it's better to be righteous. It's better to be content, even if it means you have very little. That's usually the best way in life. A man's heart plans his way, but the Lord directs his step. So here again, it's going back to the preparation of the heart. 
we have to make decisions on our own. We have to come up, we have to think things through. We have to be prudent. We have to be diligent. We have to consider the path that lies ahead of us and make our plans and all that. And then when we do and we're yielding our ways to the Lord, he will direct our steps. He'll direct our path, whatever it may be, wherever we're going. We trust in him for that, okay? Verse 10, divination is on the lips of the king. His mouth must not transgress in judgment. So it says his mouth, speaking of a king here, someone in authority, his mouth must not transgress in judgment. A good king, okay? Now we know we have bad leaders, bad rulers, bad politicians, and things like that, that do evil things, that make evil laws, that don't care, right, about what is good and what is holy and what is just. They don't care about, excuse me, what the Bible says, but that shouldn't be the way of a good king because they should have lips that speak good things because they have a lot of power. They carry a lot of weight. They're directing things. They're guiding things. So a person in authority should be yielding to God in his judgment and everything. Honest weights, carry, look at verse 11, honest weights and scales are the Lord's. All the weights in the bag are his works, okay? So the Lord gives us so much in life, right? So much to deal with, so much to have. We have a certain allotment. Not everybody has the same thing when it comes to gifts and talents. Not everybody goes through life, you know, with the same amount of money even and things like that. But we just need to acknowledge the Lord and realize that what we have in our bag, whatever it is that we have, and how we're doing things when we talk about weights and scales here, are we doing things fairly? Are we doing things justly? You know, are we honest? Are we operating with integrity? Because well, everything about the Lord, everything in his bag is good. It's all about goodness. It's all about righteousness. It's all about holiness, right? So we need, to, we need to be working out of that bag, what the Lord has for us, and not worried about the way the world does things and the way the world cheats and, and you know, cutting corners and lying and doing all of this kind of deceitful stuff to get, a, get ahead. It's not what the Lord wants us to do. Verse 12, it is an abomination for kings to commit wickedness. So here again, speaking about a king in verse 10, his mouth should not transgress in judgment, right? And it says it's an abomination for kings to work or to commit wickedness for a throne is established by righteousness. Now that ought to be the case, right? Solomon is stating here, this is the way it should be. This is what's good. But here again, we know we live in a fallen world. We live in a time where that's not the case. But thanks be to God that there is another king. And that king is Jesus, the king of kings and the Lord of lords. And he is our king. And he is the one we trust in. And there's no abomination and there's no wickedness. And there's only righteousness in him. Okay, verse 13, righteous lips are the delight of kings. And they love him who speaks what is right. So here again, we've talked a lot about this, haven't, haven't we, as we've gone through the Proverbs, right? What's on your lips? What's coming out of your mouth? What is your tongue used for? Is it used for good? Are you speaking what is right? Are you speaking what is good? Well, Solomon's saying here that a righteous king should be. He should be speaking things, right? And um, 
that righteous lips should be on the mouths of kings. Again, I know I got to keep catching myself here because I know the state of our politicians these days and they're career politicians and they do it for a job and they do it for the money and they do it for what they can get and all of that. That's unfortunate. But again, thankfully, I'll keep pointing you back to our King Jesus as messengers of death is the King's wrath, but a wise man will appease it, right? So... It's just talking about wisdom again here. A wise man knows how to speak a soft word, knows how to speak the right word, knows how to make peace, right? Because they're a peacemaker, right? And they're going to appease the wrath of someone else, right? And in this case, Solomon's talking about the king here, right? Verse 15, in the light of the king's face is life and his favor is like a cloud of the latter rain. So as Solomon continues to instruct his son here, let's get what he's doing here. He's telling him to respect authority. Okay? That's what he's telling his son, you know, to seek the favor of the king. Be wise in what you speak in front of a king and all of that, in front of leaders and rulers and such, right? Today in our society, we have, thankfully, we have law enforcement, right? And that's what Romans 13 is written about, law enforcement. And we should, we should respect them. We should respect the law. We should respect what they do. Right now, I know, and everybody likes to bring up, well, there's bad cops out there. Let me tell you something there's far more good cops, good police officers, than there are bad. Yes, the bad do exist. But, you know, Solomon's teaching his son here again to respect authority. And that's what you should do because we have peacemakers, we have peacekeepers, I should say, in our land today and that's a good thing those that want to keep society safe so that we can live safe lives right and we don't have to worry about all the lawless people you know they need to be caught again we're living in a time where it seems that um, criminals are getting away with far too much but hopefully that will change we need to pray for our nation pray for our country whatever the case may be right but again we need to be raising our children, raising up our sons and daughters to respect the law and realize that it's put in place by God and it's put in place for a good reason, for a good thing, okay? Verse 16, how much better to get wisdom than gold and to get understanding is to be chosen rather than silver. I've quoted this verse before as we've gone through the Proverbs, sometimes, not sometimes, far too much in this world, people put so much value on gold, in our case, the dollar, right? So much value on money and getting wealth, gold and silver, getting abundance of money and all of that kind of stuff, forgetting what is really, really important Again, that God is looking at your heart. He's looking at my heart. He's looking at who we are internally. And he cares that we would get wisdom and understanding and that we would walk in that way, walk in wisdom and in understanding, okay? Verse 17, the highway of the upright is to depart from evil. He who keeps his way preserves his soul. 
flee evil. That's the highway. That's the right way. That's the best way. That's God's way. And that's what God wants you to do. You know, I really pray that, that there are some people out there, maybe some young man, some young woman out there that will listen to this, that will take heed, that will take this wisdom and realize that if you make these good choices in your life today, where you're departing from evil, you're taking the high road, you're taking the highway, right? You're going to preserve your soul. You're going to make things better for yourself. It will be well with you. It will be well with your soul if you'll do it. If you'll take you know, that understanding and that wisdom and you'll treat it like, hey, I need this in my life and I'm going to do what's right. I'm going to walk in an upright manner. Pride goes before destruction, verse 18, and a haughty spirit before a fall. That's a very famous passage of scripture from the book of Proverbs, right? It's quoted quite a bit, at least amongst the circles that I've been in for many years now. Pride goes before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall. Here again, a father teaching his son, saying, look, don't be this way. Don't join forces together like we read earlier with the proud, because you're not going to go unpunished. Your destruction is coming if you want to be haughty, you want to be mouthy, you want to be arrogant, right? And you want to puff yourself up and speak against authority and do all that kind of stuff. You're only destroying yourself. You're destroying your soul, okay? And that all comes from the pride that is within you. And again, maybe, you, maybe you're one that can say, well, that's the way I was raised. Well, that's the way of my culture. That's the way of this, the way of that. Repent. It's that simple. Because we're not talking about the ways of the world. The ways of the world are, you know, Satan's ways. We're talking about the ways of God. That's why we get into the word of God, to find the way of God, to find the truth of God to find the way that God wants us to live. And I hope that if you've lasted this far into this teaching, however you may have come upon this, that, that you care about things like that. And that you're going to realize that, yeah, I need to humble myself in the sight of the Lord. Let, uh, he will lift you up, but humble yourself in the sight of the Lord. You don't need to be haughty. You don't need to be proud. You don't need to be heard. Okay? Better to be, look at this, better to be of a humble spirit with the lowly than to divide the spoil with the proud. So this is what the word of God is telling us. What's better? Humility. To have a humble spirit. To be that person that is known for the fruit of the spirit. Things like kindness, gentleness, faithfulness, self-control, right? Patience. That's, that's the kind of spirit you are. That's what you're known for. It's better to be that way than to get all this gain and all these spoils, all this wealth, whatever it is, and divide it up with the proud because you went out and you got something in a bad way and you hung around the bad crowd or you did the wrong thing or you cut the corner or you lied, you, 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 stole, you stole something, right? And, and it's far better to be of a humble spirit is what the word of God is telling you today. He who heeds the word wisely will find 
good. And whoever trusts in the Lord, happy is he. Check that out. He who heeds the word wisely will find good. First of all, just again, let's look at it from the standpoint of Solomon writing to his son, he who heeds the word wisely. In other words, listen to what I'm saying, my son. Solomon has said that earlier in the chapters of Proverbs. He said, take heed. Come on, listen, my son. Listen to me. I want to give you some wisdom. Well, Take, take another step forward in this. Today, we have the word of the Lord. We can trust in the Lord. And we're to build our lives upon that firm foundation of obedience to the word of God, living in the way of the word of God. And we, we will find good. Life will be good. And especially your eternity will be good. The wise in heart will be called prudent and sweetness of the lips increases learning. So the wise in the heart will be called prudent. There'll be good things spoken about you if you're a person who walks in wisdom. They'll say, man, that dude's got it all together. That girl's got it all together. They're doing what's right. They're on the right path. Sweetness of lips increases learning. In other words, what comes out of your mouth matters. You know, you're going to talk all harsh to somebody. They're going to ignore you. They're going to avoid you. They're not going to give you any, you know, gems, any nuggets of wisdom or things like that because, because you're foul mouth, because you speak evil things, because you're arrogant, you're proud, you're haughty, all of that, right? But you should speak kind words. You should speak with sweetness. And that's going to help you through life. That's going to help you increase learning. Understanding is a wellspring of life to him who has it, but the correction of fools is fallacy, is folly, excuse me. Understanding is a wellspring of life to him who has it. So, in other words, when you've got the understanding of what is good and what is right, it's like a wellspring of life to you. You're going to be walking in the light. You're going to be walking in integrity. You're going to be doing what's right. And it's going to be good. It's like a well flowing up within you. But the correction of fools is folly. Even when you correct a fool, Proverbs, we've read this in an earlier chapter as well. When you correct a fool, they just, they don't care. They just laugh at it. Maybe they go home, tell their friends, oh, you know what that police officer said to me, blah, 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 blah. You know what that pastor said, this and that, whatever, you know, and it's folly to them. Why? Because they're a fool. That's why. Don't be that fool. Don't be like that, right? The heart of the wise teaches his mouth and adds learning to his lips. So if you're a wise person, you're going to control what you say. And when you're wise, you're going to think things through. You're going to use um, discretion. You're not just going to spout off at the mouth, okay? You're going to think things through. You're going to teach your mouth. Hey, uh, hey, mouth, hey, tongue, don't say that. Say this instead, right? And you're going to add learning to your lips. Okay, pleasant words are like a honeycomb, sweetness to the soul and health to the bones. So here again, uh, like we saw in verse 21, sweetness of lips, right? Pleasant words are like a, hun like a honeycomb, sweetness to the soul and health to the bones. Again, just a matter of speaking what's good, being kind, being gentle, self-control. Where does this all come from? 
the fruit of the Spirit. How do you have the Spirit of the Lord within you? You must be born again. How are you born again? Repent, give your life to Jesus Christ and begin to walk in the way of his word in obedience to him. Verse 25, there is a way that seems right to man, but its end is the way of death. I'll tell you a quick little story here. It's kind of a long chapter, but that's okay. Um, when I first came to the Lord back in 1986, and uh, I actually had a vision. I know that um, you know people don't talk about this kind of thing too much nowadays, but I had a vision, just and in that vision, just a mental picture within my head, and and in this mental picture there was this road, and it was just a road that was. I don't know, call it east to west, whatever you want to call it. Just one road. I could look that way down the road. I could look that way down the road to the left, to the right, okay? And there was a sign that said here, um, there is a way that seems right to a man, but its end is the way of death. And it had an arrow pointing that way to the right. It says, there is a way that seems right to a man, but its end is the way of death. But on my left, there was a sign and it said, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added unto you. Well, when I looked down to the right, everything I wanted in life was shiny and glittering, you know, on the sides of the road, just everything you could imagine, everything you could have dreamed of in life. For me, it was, I could see it all down that road, but at the end of the road was darkness. There was no light at the end of the road. And to the left where the sign said, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added unto you. There was the things that I needed in life on the side of the road. And there was light at the end of the road. But this way to the right seemed more attractive to me because it seemed right to me. It seemed like, yeah, I want the shiny things of life. I want what's, on the, what's there. I don't care about the darkness that's at the end. And that's what this verse is saying. But the end is the way of death. So in it, I went that way. I went that way. And it was such a struggle. It was so hard. Life was so tough. And there was all kind of battles and all kinds of things that were beating me up because I was fixing my eyes on these shiny things. And in the end, it was just leading to darkness. It was just leading to death. So I gave up and I turned around and I didn't fix my eyes on the things on the side of the road now. I fixed my eyes on the light in this vision. And I just fixed my eyes on that because it was beautiful and it was attractive to me. So I went that way instead. And as I began to go that way, it was so much more peaceful and so much more easy. And as I got a little ways down the road, I looked back and I realized everything I needed was right there with me. It was added to me because I sought the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And everything I needed in life was added to me. So you've got a choice today. And there is a way that seems right to all men. I was there did that thing in life too, right? Seemed right. But the end is the way of death. You see, and Jesus said it this way. He said, the thief comes to kill, to steal, and to destroy. He said, but I have come that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly. That's what God wants for you. He wants that good path for you, okay? Let's move on here. Verse 26, the person who labors, labors for himself, for his hungry mouth 
drives him on. You know, work is a good thing. <laughs> and work's going to put food on your table. And Solomon talks favorably about work. The book of Proverbs does. So does the New Testament. Talks favorably about work. Talks favorably about laboring. And, you know, you, you got to feed your mouth. You, you, you got to take care of yourself. And you got to do what's right, you know, in the process. Okay, an ungodly man digs up evil. And it is on his lips like a burning fire. So this is just telling you what the man is like that is ungodly, that's walking in unrighteousness, that is only looking out for himself and could care about anything else, cares about just the outward, cares about what he gets. His lips are like a burning fire, meaning he don't care what he speaks. He'll lie, he'll cheat, he'll steal, he'll do whatever he can to get what he wants. That's an ungodly man. And they just dig up evil, right? A perverse man sows strife and a whisperer separates the best of friends. We shouldn't be that way, right? We shouldn't be whispering behind people's back, talking behind people's back, you know, because eventually, well, first of all, it's just eating you up. Secondly, it's going to become known. You're going to sow strife it's going to be seen, you know. Um, a violent man, verse 29 says, entices his neighbor and leads him in a way that is not good, okay? Bad company corrupts good morals. We've talked about that before. He winks his eye to devise perverse thing. He purses his lips and brings about evil. This is, you can easily see what these people are like. And if you're wise, you're not going to choose to be around that type of person, you know, yeah, they may be cunning and they may be coy. They may be winking their eye and, you know, all of that kind of stuff. But what, what are they really like? What's in their heart? Is it evil? Are they ungodly? You want to stay away from that type of person. Verse 31. This is, a, I love this verse. The silver haired head is a crown of glory. Check out this crown, dude. <laughs> no, just kidding. But it. If, here's the big if, right? This should be the big if here. If it is found in the way of righteousness. Again, that's what matters. The way of righteousness. And when you get old, you should have figured that out by now. And if you're an old silverhead man like me, and you're acting a fool, you ain't figured it out. You haven't figured out what God wants you to do. And let me tell you, if you've listened this long, then this verse is for you. There's a big if there. It's a crown of glory to get old and to be in a certain position in life if you've walked in the way of righteousness, if you're walking in the way of righteousness and what is good. Verse 32, he who is slow to anger is better than the mighty and he who rules his spirit than he who takes a city. So he who is slow to anger is better than the mighty. In other words, self-control. Again, what's going on inside of you? Who, what person are you from the inside, right? You're ruling your spirit. You're better than someone who's conquering cities or doing great and mighty things on the earth, of, you know, temporal things, right? What matters is, is who you are inside. That's what's far better than anything else, right? The lot is cast into the lap, but it's every decision is from the Lord. We've seen this type of thing, I think, three times through this chapter alone. 
that it all comes back to the Lord. Yeah, we got to make decisions in life. Yes, we got to make the preparations of our heart. Yes, we got to do things. We got to take chances sometimes, cast the lot into the lap, you know. Sometimes we, we just don't know what to do or where to go. But if we're walking in righteousness and we're doing things that good, that are good, it really don't matter. We're not stepping on others. We're not trying to hurt others, but we're just walking and we're, do, we're walking by faith and we're trusting in the Lord and we're saying, Lord, your will be done. It's your decision, Lord, where you want me to be or where you want me to go. I'm just going to keep going, Lord, for your name's sake. So there we have another chapter of the book of Proverbs, Proverbs chapter 16. And hello to Nose Nugget again, listening from Texas. Howdy, y'all from Texas. God bless you. And God bless all of you who have come upon this teaching, the audio or the video, whichever the case may be. And once again, as I always say, love to help you in your walk with the Lord, uh, in your faith. Anything that we can pray for you about, email me, Dave, at aloveoutreach.com. Go to our website, aloveoutreach.com. Fill out the contact form. And we'd love to pray for you or help you in any way that we can. So we'll go ahead and call it a day on this teaching, and we will see you next time. God bless.